Business, business. We are back in business here on Bumming with Bobcat. I'm your host, as always, the one and only Bumwine Bob coming at you. You know, after an unscheduled week off last week, you know, in the, in the world of Bumwine, you know to expect the unexpected at all times. So even though, you know, we are scheduled to, to do shows, you know, you know, hopefully every single week, uh, you know, things come up. You know, you could be too drunk to do a show or too hungover to do a show so you never know what you might get from either side of the spectrum but hey don't worry don't sound the alarm we are back you know i am currently recovering from a uh, a long weekend at a uh, i was at a bachelor party this past weekend which we talked about on the show uh prior so you know i had my fair share of beers and bum wine uh, over the course of a few days, so you know, it was kind of recovering. But you know, uh, what I'm doing tonight, I am cracking open. Since we did not have a uh, feature of the week this past Friday due to the uh, extravaganza, and I figured, you know, I'm going to finish off one of the uh, we can call it a, a winter beer, I guess. Since you know, we were kind of back and forth the weather, at least in over where I am, we're kind of back and forth between, you know, it's warm, it's cold, it's it's raining, it's just really shitty weather recently, but I'm cracking open the final, the uh, the can of Death by Coconut uh, that I have here, which we have featured on the site before, and it is a former uh, beer of the week at bonewinebob.com, but I figured since, you know, we've already hit the month of May, I'm not going to let it sit around any longer, and, you know, if you missed the review we had last year... We do have, you know, it is an Irish porter. It is uh, a little bit high class, you know, for our usual uh, cheap stuff here. But, you know, every now and then we like to sprinkle in uh, something a little extra for you guys. And, you know, it has that uh, that sweet uh, coconut taste. So if you love coconut, uh, our friend Dan from the uh, Beer Up blog, uh, you know, said, you know, it tastes like a, a Mounds bar. You know, in uh, in liquid form, mm. and there we go. You know, so I said, you know, pack it in, pack it out. The death by coconut. Uh, sipping on one of them because, like I said, you know, I have to recover a little bit. 
after a long weekend of, of drinking, <clears throat> we had the Thunderdew going. We had the Night Mist. Uh, my friend Pat and I, uh, we took down a couple bottles of Night Train uh, ourselves. And you <laughs> and and he I forget the exact quote uh, that he gave me the following morning uh, after we drank the night train and he said, you know, uh, he's like, I wasn't sure. I mean, he's had it a few times in the past and he was kind of kept testing. Oh, when are we having the night train? When are we having the night train? I said, yeah, all right, all right, all right. You know, you got you to gotta pace yourself here. And, you know, especially since we did Thunderdew and the night train in the same day that's usually you know unheard of usually you try to separate them spread them out a bit in between so try to have at least a a little leeway uh, during the process so we finally took a ride on the train luckily nobody had to let any passengers off uh, early uh, at this time Uh, luckily everything went down smooth everybody made the correct stops that they needed and everybody went home happy. But like I said, when you have the night train, you have Thunderbird and you mix them together. I mean, definitely not together together. I mean, don't be pouring them into the, the same cup at the same time. I mean, uh, I surprisingly, I have not tried that. And now that I just kind of talked it out in my own head, (laughs) as, as you guys sit here and you're listening to the show, uh, that's something, you know, we might have to, um, think about doing. I don't know the consequences of that or, um, or what it might taste like, but, um, Hey, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot in the, the near future. But anyway, here we are. Uh, we're back. We are, we are here. We are live. And if you're listening, you know, in the archives, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, BTR, no matter where you come across the show, if you're listening directly from bumwinebob.com. Thanks for tuning in. We are going to have, uh, joining us shortly here, we're going to have uh, comedian Teresa Sheffield. We're going to be bringing her on the show very shortly. See, now she tells me that she is a a cheap wine advocate, and that is right down our alley. So we will be looking forward to hearing what she has to say about that. Uh, She's a comedian, uh, does all sorts of, different things out there so we'll cover all that stuff there and since we didn't have a show uh, last week uh, we didn't have a chance to talk about the prior uh, malt liquor of the week at bowlinebob.com which was the earthquake high gravity lager Uh, and since we didn't have a new feature this past Friday or this past weekend I should say because I think I posted this one up the prior Sunday um, we can still bring it out there for you guys. Uh, I know, uh, it is not a favorite for many people, but the, uh, I figured just, we can cover it fairly quick. Don't want to waste too much time on, you know, the, the old news, uh, in the bum wine in the, in the cheap booze world, but the, the earthquake high gravity lager, 10% alcohol by volume, uh, 24 ounce cans. Um, it's got a strong, uh, first sip to it. I, I personally enjoyed it at first, and I kind of thought it had a little bit of a fruity taste to it. And I know a lot of people once I posted it out there were like, "Oh man, that stuff's terrible. How how do you? I can't drink that stuff. I mean, it's it's, it's fairly cheap. I mean, 
I said I couldn't find the exact price because I'd bought a variety of different things uh, when I purchased the cans, but it couldn't have been more than like a dollar twenty-five, a dollar fifty at the most for a twenty-four ounce can of this stuff. And you know, it packs a heavy punch. Remember, this was the first time I ever tried it. And uh, it was maybe a month or two ago after I picked it up. I was sitting at home uh, drinking it. And, I mean, after you drink one of those cans, if you drink it fairly quick and even on an empty stomach, I mean, that that malt liquor uh, and that high gravity just kind of hits you right in the brain. Uh, and it kind of gives you that, you know, that feeling, you know, as I say, you know, that adrenaline rush you get from drinking Night Train or Thunderbird or any sort of bum wine with all that extra sugar and, and whatever else they're throwing in there with it. I mean, uh, it's going to, it's going to knock you on your ass at some point, but before you get to that point, man, it's going to amp you up and it's going to get you psyched to, to have a great night. So I would put that, uh, earthquake high gravity lager almost on that, that same level. I mean, it's certainly not at the, the bone wine level, but at the 10% alcohol, uh, by volume, uh, it's a, it's a fairly great substitute to enjoy, uh, in a pinch. If you can't get yourself, uh, a bottle of bum wine quick enough, uh, pick up the earthquake high gravity lager. It is a former <clears throat> or current, depending on, uh, when you hear this and when you're uh, reading it, uh, a malt liquor of the week, uh, feature at bumwinebob.com. So, so check it out if you haven't had the chance. Uh, don't listen to the people out there that might try to sway you against it. Uh, just pick up a can, give it a try, and then see for yourself. And that really goes for everything out there. And in, in the world of cheap booze and cheap drinking, you have to really give things a try for yourself and make your own uh, conclusions from it. Because I mean, I can tell you. You know, I've tried it, I drank it, I enjoyed it, but many people out there are just kind of afraid to take that first step, and, and it's all right, it's all right, you don't need to feel that way, you don't need to be afraid, uh, this is a, a judgment-free zone, like we say, give it a try, let us know, if you come across something in your travels that you think I might enjoy that I haven't featured, uh, hit me up. And we can we can discuss it. We can feature it on the site. Uh, you never know. You come across something <clears throat> on those shelves. I mean, look at the uh, reviews we had from our good buddy uh, Chris Redder, and you know the crazy Brewski, the fucking awesome, the hell on high. Uh, he tells me he's going to be getting us a classic uh, Magnum review for BumwineBob.com this week. And uh, I meant to tell him that I did come across him in my travels this past week when I was stopping at the liquor store <clears throat> to pick up some beer for this past weekend, I did see the three of them sitting on that shelf in the liquor store. So I will be going back to, uh, to pick them up so I can give them a try myself and maybe come up with a uh, rebuttal post to the reviews that, that he gave us for those, uh, those bum beers and see uh, what I think about it, because you know he did a great job breaking them down, letting us know about it, and if I can put in my two cents with it too, uh, 
that that'd be great. I mean, I thought about picking them up for this past weekend, but I think it might have been a little too much, a little too crazy. So I ended up picking up a 18 pack of uh, Rolling Rock <clears throat> instead, uh, which I proceeded to to drink all 18 cans on uh, on Friday uh, once we got to the house. But I mean, that's what happens when you start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, by, by 11, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, you know, that, those beers start flowing, flowing pretty quick and they don't, and, and especially with rolling rock, man, you can pound those bad boys down fast and you're not really feeling it, uh, really until the next day. And, you know, knock on wood, uh, did not have that bad of a hangover, uh, on Saturday morning after that, and even after drinking the Thunderdew and the Night Mist and just a straight-up night train on Saturday, uh, by the time we were leaving on Sunday morning, you know, I was a little tired, uh, and that was kind of maybe from lack of sleep over the course of the weekend, but um, it was not a bad hangover, did not have to let any passengers off the train, so in in that regard, it was a, it was a win for, for all of us. Uh, this past weekend, so so as always, you know, stay tuned to to bumwinebob.com for for all your your drinking needs, your drinking stories, uh, and everything else along those lines. So I don't want to just wanted to break that down for you as we sort out the show this week. But I figure, you know, she's already sitting there waiting already. Let's not make her wait anymore. Uh, we're gonna bring uh, Teresa on the show now. Hi. Hey, Teresa. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm hanging in there, hanging in there for for a Monday night, so I can't complain uh, too much. Hey, cheers! You have wine about you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love listening <laughs> to you. You sound like like a wine motivational speaker. You're like, this is a judgment free zone. Listen, I know some people say you'll be scared of bum wine, but I'm telling you, just try it. You'll love it. <laughs> I honestly, like, you have this, like, soothing cult leader voice. It's really great. I'm well, fucking well, thank sold. You. Fucking sold. <laughs> thank you. That's what I'm trying to do, you know. We're, what we do, we try to educate the people on the the finer mm. things of the, the cheap booze world here. And, and like I said, not to be afraid of it and to, you know, embrace it. And like I said, you know, for... For a dollar fifty, I mean, you can buy a, you know, a, a, a tall can of something, or for two dollars, you can buy a forty ounce of, of a beverage, That's and insane. you know, and get a great drunk and have a great time on top of it. So, so there's there's no shame in that. No, I mean, the shame comes after you're drunk and what you've done when you were drunk. There's no shame in getting drunk that way. <laughs> the yeah, shame exactly, comes after exactly. the drunk. Not that part of the drug. Come on, be shameless. Yeah, I mean, we're located. Oh my what, god, what, I've, what I've happens never... while you're drinking, and what you may or may not remember the next day—that uh, that's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> it's really how did you get to that point? <laughs> uh, and really, as long as you hopefully didn't, you know, commit any crimes or end up in jail. Yeah, uh, I, I count that as being a, a win for for the night. Totally, and if it leads to your divorce. It was gonna happen anyway. Whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, know, that's, it, it, you were just you were just helping it, you know, move a little bit quicker and get to that point. You, you saved a little bit of time. Exactly. If, if it was on the precipice before that, then this is fucking cheap wine. Did everyone a favor? Go ahead, have two separate homes, 
scare your kids, be a weekend dad, and be that creepy guy who goes to your kids' softball games and check out all the ladies. Listen, yeah. it's your future, whatever. Hey, if that's, that's the lifestyle, uh, if that's the lifestyle people want to embrace, you know, that's why I said we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna judge you. We're not gonna, you no. know, you know talk. Uh, we went over this. Exactly, exactly. It's all. It's I have all to good say, there. I'm impressed that you can buy. Where are you located? You can buy wine for a dollar fifty. I'm in New York. Um, in, I don't I'm spend in, a lot of wine I'm, at I'm all. I'm in New Jersey, so I mean, I'm I'm right around the the oh, corner from you there. Okay. And I mean, you can go into some some shady areas uh, around here, and you can get <laughs> a lot of uh, cheap cheap stuff. And, I, and like I say, a lot of times, I tell it pretty much every single week i say you know no self-respecting liquor store will sell a lot of the stuff that you know <laughs> i drink so you really have to find you know like those I really run down shady looking liquor stores <laughs> to, to buy this stuff you can't go to any of like the major chains and, and buy them there. you have to find that corner wine. store I'm that you like... can get it from I'm just, like, imagining somebody just, like, making this shit in their bathtub when you're just, like, knocking on their doors and, like, special, like, knock passwords, and you just go in there with a fucking, like, Ziploc bag. Like, I, I've never spent more than, like, 14 bucks on a bottle of wine, ever. Never spent more than that. I mean, I've been at, like, functions where, like, there's, like, expensive wine and whatever, but, like, I've never spent that much. And, damn, I mean, I'm obsessed. Okay, so I'm a red wine fanatic. That's all I drink. I don't drink white wine. Had a bad experience in college with white <laughs> wine, which we can talk about if you want, but it was very bad. Um, uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Um, so I only drink red wine, specifically Cabernet. Okay. I mean, is that your usual <clears throat> go to? It's a red wine. It's like, what kind of um, alcohol do you usually focus on? Is it strictly wine for you, or do you do mixed drinks or beer or anything like that? I like everything. Uh, my favorite is Cabernet. I love I love hard liquor. I do. I love some good whiskey. I mean, I'll drink beer. It's never my, like, first choice ever. But, like, it's like, you know, if you're somewhere, you don't want to be, look like the fucking Mormon in the group without a can of beer in your hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, don't, be, don't be that person, you know. That kinda, I mean, that's, the, that's another thing I always say, too. Is like, don't be that person that, you know, you know, has to throw their nose up at, you know, something because – I said, you know, back yeah. in the day, back in the day, you know, Ugh. you go to somebody's house and, you know, ask for a beer and you just get, you know, oh whatever they had in their fridge. And now yeah. they ask, oh, you want totally. a beer? Or say, oh, you what drink do you have? Oh, you, don't have the, you, don't, you don't have the craft beer I like or something like that. It's like, just just take the beer and just fucking drink it. You know, who cares? Be a man or a woman, hey. whatever you are, and just drink the beer. Totally. And I think, I mean, I think with wine, I mean, I don't know. I, I went to, I studied opera. It was my first major when I went to, to college. And, like, uh, I remember, like, it was, like, this thing for people to be, uh, like, super into wine and, like, pretend to know a lot about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and to, like, be sommeliers or whatever. Um, but, like, they would do, like, little tastings. And it's just, like... I just hate pretentious things like that. I really do. And it's like, whatever. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I was raised religious. And, like, the first time I drank wine, I put ice cubes in it because I didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> I was at a house party. And, like, um, 
I was like, well, I guess I'll drink. Because my parents didn't drink. They were, like, super religious. And I went to this house party. And, like, I was like, well, I guess I'll drink. Because, like, I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, my parents are crazy. Um, so I was going to try it. And um, I was like, yeah, I'll have some wine, please. And I was like, this is room temperature. And I went into the <laughs> kitchen and I got some ice cubes. <laughs> I put it in the cup. <laughs> I'm like, I walked around like, I know what I'm doing. And like, I remember, like, so people coming up to me like, oh, I've never seen wine drink that way before. I'm like, well, I don't like warm wine. I like it better when it's cold. And I was super, like, fucking, like, acting like I knew what I was doing. And I completely didn't. Um, hey, but actually, I didn't matters. start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Anyway. I mean, and like, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. No. Go. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, yeah. I remember going back home uh, right after the party, and like, I remember like my tongue was like red. It was like stained from the red wine, <laughs> and my mom was like, "Why is your tongue red?" It's like lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had I had a blow pop on the way home, you know, and that's what happens there. But they said, hey, if as long as you can, you know, like when you're talking about, you know, the wine and the ice cubes in it, and people are like, oh, why are you doing that? As long as you, you know, if you believed in in yourself Commit. in that situation, and then you talked your way through it, and totally. you say, oh yeah, this is the best way to do it. You know, it makes it so much better. It brings oh, out all the flavors. And people would be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Let me try it now. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly how Trump became president. I mean, winging everything. But, like, completely yeah. committing to everything. It's the point like, oh, okay. I guess I guess we should do this, too. Um, but I didn't really become a fan of wine until... Uh, well, I had that experience in college, like I said, with white wine. And that's actually the night that I lost my virginity uh, was, <laughs> oh my God, we're totally good at this kid. Uh, so I was, I went on a date with this guy who was like dumb as a rock, but like adorable. And like his dad was a judge. I don't know why he was so stupid. Like so stupid. Like we were having dinner and like, I was just talking and like, he didn't say a fucking thing. And, like, I'm not the kind of person who just, like, yammers on and on. I love listening to other people. I really do. And it's like, this is so, so stupid. I remember we were in the same class, too. And he asked, like, the stupidest questions. We were in this legal class. Because uh, he was going into law, too, like his dad. Um, oh, my God. He's a lawyer now. And I don't even oh, fucking great. know how <laughs> he's a fucking lawyer. <laughs> like, great, like, don't, don't hire like, that yeah. guy. Watch out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I just have no one's like lives are like depending on him being competent because he was just down with the rock. So like, I mean, he has a career a hundred percent because of mentalism, which is like, so really how a lot of people have careers, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, that, that's a, that's a story for really another day. We, we could go on for hours about that. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it is. I mean, it's like, what is the balance between nepotism and providing opportunities for your kids because you're supposed to take care of your children? You know what I mean? Like, what's the balance between, like, completely unfairness to others? And um, so it's a balance. I mean, and there's – you can go both ways. Uh, but anyways, so we're having dinner, and, like, I was sitting across from him. I was like, this is the dumbest person ever. Um, and we were going to go to uh, – 
to the Power and Light District. So I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And we were in Kansas City. Uh, and the Power and Light District is just like this party zone. It's like this outdoor party area. Okay. And okay, it was yeah. like sanctioned by this. <laughs> Super cool. They have the concerts there. It's like this giant square, several levels. And like it's outdoor. And there's like tons of bars. It's like really fun. It's really cool. Um, we're going to go there. Um, and so we went to his apartment. And, like, we were waiting to, like, meet up with other people. Um, and, like, I was, like, I don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. So I was, like, he had this box of white wine. Um, and, like, I was, like, I've never tried that before. And I started drinking it. I was, like, it's okay. But I kept drinking it. And, like, the more I drank it, the more I could stand him. So, like, I drank it to try to save the, the situation and uh, and make something yeah. out of it. And then, you know, next thing you know, totally. that edge too far. <laughs> uh, it's like I've been married to him for 30 years at that point. I was just drinking <laughs> to get through the, the misery. Um, <laughs> so I just kept drinking and I drank like the whole box. And uh, his roommate came over, and his roommate is like super hot, complete piece of shit douchebag, but like super <laughs> hot. And like, also, I mean, he was like smarter to a certain degree. I mean, I really, I consider empathy probably one of, I consider that to be to me the most uh, valuable <clears throat> intellectual trait. And he had no empathy. Um, but he was a smart guy, much smarter than his idiot roommate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he came over, and I was so fucking drunk. I was like fucking. I was literally sitting on the couch, and with like my chin in my chest, drooling. Like that's literally yeah, what it was. Oh yeah, I, I, and, I, 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 can, um, I can picture. That. I can. I, you know, I know that state. You know, when when you drank that much, and you're just kind of just zoned out of everything you have no idea what's going on but you're like you know what you're i feel i feel good out of it yeah yeah you like i know what you're talking about <laughs> dude I, I felt great i totally did and i was like oh this is so great i can stand him because i can't see him i can't hear him i'm kind of like uh um but like because i finished the whole fucking box i finished the whole box and i remember like because they've left me they left and went back they went to the power light district without me um, because, like, I was completely blacked out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I kept, like, unblacking out, and then blacking out, and then unblacking out, and then blacking out. And, um, I was like, oh, I'm so sleepy. And, like, they disappeared, and I was like, those assholes, they fucking went without me. <laughs> uh, so they disappeared, and I was like, I'm sleepy. And I, no, I went to their kitchen and ate, like, all of their food. Like, I ate so much of their fucking shit. I think they had, like, the, the mini donuts. I ate, like, a fuck ton of those. I had, like, a whole bag of those. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And, like, they had, like, leftover pizza. Um, (laughs) The guy I was dating his mom sent him some cookies. I ate almost all of them. Yeah, I do the same thing too when I drink too, you know. You get to that point and you're just like, you know, I'm just like really fucking hungry. I'm like just start eating everything around that's like yes. I, was, I was having this conversation this past weekend with some friends who are like, Oh, when when I they're like when they drink, they're like, I get so full and I can't eat and I'm like I'm like I'm like totally no. the total opposite. 
I'm like, I'll go Dude, to the fridge. Like, oh, there's some the cold Chinese food. I'll eat that pizza, you know, whatever snacks are around. I'm just like, just give me more food. I'm like starving. <laughs> That's literally it. Like, whatever is around, you want to fucking eat. Like, I've had, like, a moment where, like, I'll look at something, like, I don't think I want that. And then, like, a second later, I'm like, that looks delicious. Like, literally a second later, because of how much. Yeah. Like, you know what I wonder? I wonder if it's, like, a, a body, like, function of, like, if you don't have enough food in your body, you obviously get more drunk and you can get sicker. So, like, I wonder yeah. if it's some sort of, like, defense mechanism, like, protecting your body. Yeah. It's telling you to eat more to soak up everything. That you have in there. It's the yeah. same thing too, like where you open the fridge, you look inside, you don't see anything you want, you close it, then like 30 seconds later, you open it back up again, and you're like, eh, you know what, that that Chinese food looks pretty good, I'll eat that now. And five, five six so earlier, you're like, great. no, I don't want anything. But your body's like, you know, if you can, <laughs> if you can eat more, and then try to get that to absorb some of the alcohol, you know, you can drink more, exactly. and that's a win-win for exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, you and me know the math, okay? That's drinking math, and only geniuses know it. Like, that's it. Yes. If you eat more, you can drink more. Have you ever done this? Sometimes, like, I remember in college, like, I was going to go out for, like, a big drinking night. I would just, like, fucking, like, eat a ton of pasta beforehand. Yeah, yeah, carbo I would, load, like, cook, like, a whole carbo pot. load before the night of drinking, you know, have, you know, bread, like, eat a loaf of bread. <laughs> I mean, go through and just really, you, eat a loaf you know, of bread? you put, just load up. <laughs> I mean, because you can drink so much more. And I mean, we should talk about this, too, the whole, like, women get free shots thing. Has it ever bothered you? So, like, obviously, I don't know. Do you get free shots when you go out? I guess uh, it's no. It, it depends on, on, on where it is. You know, on occasion, uh, I have in the past. But I mean, that's you just from, from knowing the people and, and going there constantly. Not, not so oh, much gosh, these gotcha. days. But I mean, back in the day when you used to go out to it's the same bars all the time, you used to go to the same bars all the time, see the same bartenders, and then you know they kind of you know slip them things out yeah. of some, you know free. I mean, when you're buying you know ten beers in a night, I mean the yeah, two or three of them might sneak off the tab, you know, and you're like, yeah. oh, I drank like ten, but I'm only getting charged for you know six. All right, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> I love that. I love, I mean, you just have to build a relationship with your bartender. And I, I think it's because, I think it's because when you drink, you really are kind of vulnerable in a sense, like even physically, you you can't like move as quickly, um, you know, with any sort of prowess as, as you could when you were sober, but also like emotionally, because I mean, I'm more honest when I'm drunk. Um, and, like, if you, you kind of, like, your barriers are gone, as well as, like, your abilities. And you're kind of in this normal place, and there's this person who kind of takes care of you. Who takes care of you. you right. know what I mean? So yeah. you kind of, like, build this relationship. Yeah, and as long as, you, and as, long as you're not an asshole uh, to the bartender, which, which a lot of people are, um, <clears throat> then they kind of, they'll treat you better in that sense. Because, I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've sat at a bar and, you know, having just like chit chat with the bartender or whatever and there's always like that really one drunk person at the other end of the bar that's being an asshole and then he kind of comes to you and oh, you kind of yeah. talk back and forth and you're like man that guy's like such an asshole and he's like yeah he really is and he's like oh you want a shot <laughs> yeah sure okay <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah i 
I'm so glad I'm a hobby drunk. You know, because, I mean, you, I don't think some people can control how, what happens to them when they get drunk, but I'm so happy that when I can't control myself, I'm happy. You know yeah, what I mean? And that's, that's the same thing with me, too. When I get drunk, you know, I start, you know, dancing or singing and just kind of yeah. having, a, having a really good time, you know, and just start doing, like, funny stuff. I mean, I... I do a lot of stupid, funny things, you know, when I'm not drunk, but <laughs> even to the next level, you know, when I do drink and, you know, and, and try to, you know, have a good time and have fun and not be that person, you know, that gets like, you know, the angry drunks or depressed drunks that are just like the real, uh, you know, Debbie Downers of everything. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Good for you. I'm glad you're that. <clears throat> One of the things, like, one of the first pieces of advice that I got, but I, because I started out doing improv, and my improv teacher, one of her pieces of advice was uh, improvise like you just had uh, a can of beer. So it's like, you know, you're very loose. You're in the moment. You're not really thinking too much. You're enjoying yourself. But you still have, like, you're still coherent, you know? Right. Yeah, you just, it gives you that little extra confidence uh, with everything, because, you know, I mean, uh, how long have you been, like, what brought you, I mean, once you brought up the improv and the comedy stuff, I mean, how long have you been doing comedy, and how did you, like, start doing it? What brought you into it? Um, so I started out uh, wanting to be, I mean, I I want to make so many things. I have pretty interest, and, you know, I love pursuing so many different things. I had a hard time landing on one that I really loved, so I, I started doing a ton of things, like in college, I wanted to be an opera singer, like I said, I studied opera. Um, but then I'm like, oh, this isn't really the life for me. Um, it's just a lot of work for not a lot of, uh, I, I don't think it's appreciated the way it should be appreciated. Opera, yeah, you're, I also, you're not, you're not, you're not I getting think... much return, return, I say return on investment. You know, I mean, the, the amount of work exactly. you're putting into it that people either exactly. you know, won't care or they won't really recognize you for anything. Totally. I mean, yes, that's exactly right. And it's like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to be like a, a, what, an elite opera singer. Like, it's like, most people don't care either. That's probably why they don't realize it. Um, but it's like, because there's so many, there's so few opportunities for opera singers to perform anywhere because there's just not a lot of people interested in seeing opera. So, like, you really live out of a suitcase um, just trying to go to the gigs, you know? And, like, so you don't really have a life. And when you're in a role, like, the music that, operas are based like the music that opera music is so difficult like if you go to concerts like if you go to like a an area in a grande concert or even like a, a billy joel concert i mean these are these are great musicians absolutely but like the complexity and just the the detail and uh it's just a, another level that happens in opera um because it all just happened at once. And, I mean, these people don't use microphones, so they fill in an entire hall. They're saying it in a language they don't speak. Um, there's this orchestra in the pit with, like, a hundred instruments all playing insanely difficult music with a conductor, and there's all this scenery moving around. Like, it's a lot. 
and that's one of the reasons why people don't really do a lot of productions. I mean, A, there's not a ton of interest, and B, it's expensive and difficult. No, oh, yeah, there's like you said, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving, a lot of moving parts that go into you know making a production work like that. And personally, totally. I, I, and like I, for I me, it wasn't worth that. it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Uh, but I love it. I mean, to this day, I fucking love opera. I love it. It's probably one of my favorite things. Um, but uh, so I was like, that's not for me. Um, so I started doing law. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a prosecutor. Um, so I did mock trial, um, and I did, I interned at the, uh, the, the county prosecutor's office, um, and I was kind of, like, going down that route, um, and it was, like, law slash politics, so I was working in the mayor's office and the council and blah, 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 that stuff, um, but what really turned me off from law was actually working, like, uh, interning in the prosecutor's office. And I would look at these cases that they had to prosecute. And um, a lot of times it was, to me, you know, shoddy evidence um, or, you know, no evidence. Um, And, I mean, a lot of times, obvious evidence, the person did this thing. Um, But, like, there was a lot of times when there wasn't a lot. But I didn't like how the prosecutors had no say in whether they could prosecute it or not. Um, they had to do it. So, like, even if, like, I was a prosecutor and I was like, this case, and, like, um, it was clear to me that they didn't do it or there was no case, I had to go ahead and do all this shit. And, I don't know, yeah, I just, like, it was like, like, a, so it was like a waste of time for you to try to do something when you know you couldn't win in the end. <laughs> well, yeah, but, I mean, I mean, what really to me was, like, this is people's lives. You know, right? And yeah. like, it's like I remember one instance. It was four perpetrators, and um, one of them. Just the evidence. I mean, based on what I was reading, obviously it wasn't a translator, but like, um, one of the guys, uh, like, there's literally no evidence that he was involved in anything except for his buddies um, trying to, like, fucking peg him as, like, a fucking criminal as a part of their little thing. And, like, all of them were prosecuted, and, I don't know, it just really bothered me. Um, and, I mean, I don't know. I mean, prosecutors do great work. They really do. And, like, it just wasn't what I wanted. Um, furthermore, I love creativity. And I went from, you know, singing every single day and performing every day to, you know, not really doing that. Um, so I had like this kind of crisis my junior year because I was like, I don't think I want this. And, um, it's kind of silly, but I started watching 30 Rock. I don't know. Have you ever watched that show? Yes. Yes. I've seen it. Yeah. It's so fucking great. It's cute. <laughs> I created it. Um, it's just so fucking good. It's so good. It's my favorite. Um, but she plays a comedy writer. Um, she's a head writer on a uh, a comedy show similar to SNL. Um, so I started watching it, and I loved it. And I fell in love with it. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was a job. I didn't know how. I didn't know this was a real thing. Um, so I started watching it, and it just changed my complete mindset and what I wanted. So I got to, like, uh, um, like, I want this. This is what I want. So <clears throat> left Kansas City, came here to New York. Um, started doing improv, um, 
got into TV production, and now I've been focusing on stand-up and production. That's kind of like what I've been focusing on. Um, but uh, actually, one of the the reason I love red wine so much is actually because of improv. Um, so, like, I think all in college, I loved hard liquor. That's what I love. I love, I mean, I fucking love whiskey. I love <laughs> whiskey and cigars. I love well, that's it. Good. Hey, I nothing really wrong do. With that. That's always, it's always a good time. <laughs> it's great. I, I fucking, I just, there's something so great about it. It's like fucking kicking back with a cigar, drinking some whiskey with his son. Like, it's just fucking great. I fucking love it. It's very, very relaxing, um, but, you know, just to take your yes. mind off everything and just sit back and relax. It is the cheapest therapy I've ever had. Um, but so the reason I like red wine so much is like when I first started, I would go to the Upper Thinking Brigade and like they had shows there and they would let students in or whatever and we'd all stand in the back. And this is when I first started and like I didn't know anybody and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And like I was always like, oh, my God, these people are so great. Like, on stage, they were doing improv, and, like, to me, that was just magic, you know? I didn't, I had no idea how any of it worked. Um, I mean, now you look at it, like, after, you know, going through all your courses, you're like, okay, there is, there's a form here. There is, um, you see the mechanisms of how stuff works. Um, But every day, I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. And I was just, like, nervous. I was up in the back. And, like, I just didn't, like, standing back there because, like, I didn't know anybody and, like, I didn't know what was going on. And, like, I was, like, oh, my God, I just I just wanted something in my hands. That's literally what it was. I was, like, <laughs> I just want to hold something because, like, what's the comfort of holding something? Um, so I went over to, like, the bar and I was, like, I'm going to so I can just, like, hold it and chip on something and have an activity. <laughs> I was, like, feeling, like, awkward and uncomfortable. And it's so silly, but it's also, I mean, kind of sweet. I look back and I'm like, ah, you're cute. Um, but yeah, I would get wine because I didn't want, I didn't want the beer. Um, cause I was like, if I have to choose, I'd pick wine. And, um, <clears throat> they had their red, red wine, um, their red wine, their red wine, um, red, red <clears throat> wine, red wine, <laughs> <laughs> red rum, red rum, red rum. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so I would get the red wine and I would just drink it and I didn't really like it. I really didn't. I didn't like it at all because that's why I hadn't really like drank wine. I really didn't like wine. I loved liquor. That's what I loved. I loved my like vodka, my tequila, my whiskey, all that stuff. Um, but I had to get red wine because I didn't have a hard liquor license. So right, it, and I like I said, it was there something just kind class. of to sip on, you know, a bit just to kind of ease yeah. you and get get you ready. And like you said, you didn't want to go to the beer, but I mean, the wine's the next best thing that you know. If you drink one glass, it's not going to get you totally, you know trashed on that i mean but it will give you that take the edge off a little bit like we were just saying before to get you relaxed totally and i get reason to do with my hands so like, like that's how like primal like how basic instinct it was it's like i want to leave in my hands like I, yeah. I want that comfort you know that bottle you know that toddler's bottle um so yeah i just started drinking it. i drink it so much that like I started, I got a taste for it, and I started loving it. Um, then I started buying bottles of it for myself, and uh, when I, I stopped doing improv to do TV production, and I started doing that, um, and I would go home after work and just 
and it would be a long fucking day, a really long day. <laughs> and like, I would just go home and like really long and like stressful and crazy. And like, I would go home and just, I would drink a bottle of wine and watch House of Cards and eat my pasta. And it was just like, isn't it so nice? Rituals can bring you so much comfort. And I think wine is definitely ritualistic. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I agree with you because it kind of it just it just does something uh, for you. I mean, I, it's hard to explain it, but it's something different. Now, I mean, like I said, I, mean, I focus more on. I mean, I'm not much of a you know regular wine drinker <laughs> or you know standard wines. I mean, since I focus more on the cheap stuff a lot of times, but I'm trying to you know advance myself into you know that next step. But yeah, it, it, I know from when I've had wine and I've drank it. It does. It just does something different for you. It really does, and I think like having a pattern in your life gives you peace, and it it makes you feel like you're in control of something. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I have a question. I'm interested to get your opinion on this though, because I've always wondered it. I really do wonder <clears throat> how much of wine is people <clears throat> really loving wine, or how much of it is like people feeling like they need to love wine. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I mean, especially, like, if you're in a certain, like, part of society, like, it's like, well, you got to love wine. You got to have a wine rack. You got to know some things about wine. You got to be able to order the ice bottle when you go out. Um, Like, I wonder how much of that would exist if it wasn't, like, a societal thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, like I said, it's always like the, you know, you always think of it as, like, the higher class... Uh, type thing, you know, you go to somebody's house, you know, who's, you know, well-to-do, you could say, and, you know, they have the, you know, the wine rack or the wine cellar. I mean, if you're really, you know, one of the, you know, really hoity-toity and (laughs) uh, big, big money or something Mm -hmm. like that, like, oh, you know, we have this vintage (laughs) bottle uh, here we could enjoy. And it's like, you know what, Uh, I really don't care. Uh, Just give me something I can drink and hopefully get a buzz off of. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, I have some friends who are stupid, but like, they're kind of like in that class or like they consider themselves in that class. And like, it's just, it's just so stupid to see them like do that. It's like, I yeah, know like, you. like you said, when you You're go out and you order, you you order something <laughs> off the, the expensive wine off the wine list or or something like that. And it's and it's similar, yeah. you know, with wine and and more recently with the craft beer and, and you know, the, the craft beer snobs, uh, you call them, you know, that know everything about I the different – The brews and the breweries and, and the hops and, and all that stuff there. So, I mean, it was It was like – I mean, the wine snobs have been around for for the longest time, and just recently, over the past you know decade or so, it's been the craft beer people that are now kind of taking over uh, in, in that area now, and maybe overtaking the the wine snobs of the world. Oh shit! That's be a throwdown. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have the the head-to-head battle coming our way of the wine snobs and the and the craft beer snobs. Maybe we can broadcast it uh, online for everybody to enjoy. I pay fucking good money for that shit. On one hand, my money is on the the beer craft 
characters are usually kind of burly men. Yes, but then, yes. I don't know. I feel like, you know, there's nothing more. It was pretty frightening to see someone with a wine bottle. I don't know if you've ever seen somebody, like, smash a wine bottle in half and then have, like, the shards. You know, it's like, kind of like a weapon sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. It on crack, a, yeah. Uh, smash the, the bottle and use the, use the top of it as it's a weapon, you know, to try to stab crazy. somebody with it. It's insane. It's fucking terrifying. Um, but I mean, the reason why I brought that up was like, I don't know. I mean, I just wish everybody would be, I, I feel like everyone would be happier if like they did things because it was something they wanted to do for themselves. You know, it's just so tiresome for me to watch people like chase things that like are the things that they're supposed to do. Exactly, and that's and that, kind of brings us, that kind of brings us full circle to like what you said in the beginning when, when I was saying you know and talking saying you know you can drink you know cheap stuff, and not be ashamed of it if that's what you like you know you don't need to try to fit yeah, in with, with the crowd and what everybody's doing these days you know drink what you want because you like it, doesn't matter how much it is or what it tastes like if you enjoy it that that's all that matters. That's really it. And I feel like that is, like, that's sort of, like, self-satisfaction. You know, it's like, I like this because I like it. And, you know, you kind of, like, under understand yourself enough to know what you like of yourself. You know? And you don't yeah. need to have someone tell you something. Yeah, and that's, I mean, kind, of what that, like, we, that's kind of what we were, what I do here, and I say, you know, this is all, you know, the bottom shelf stuff and cheap stuff. It doesn't have to be exactly what, you know, I talk about. But like I said, you drink yeah. wine and you won't pay more than $15 for a, a bottle. And, you know, that's like regular old stuff you can go into any liquor store and find. You don't need to be spending, you know, $50 on a, a bottle of wine just because, you know, somebody says totally. it's I mean, it, classic or vintage. It could be that I mean, you hate it, cheap wine. You just hate the taste and that is what you hate or it could right. be like you can't taste the difference whatever i remember we did a segment on a show i was working on and it was a wine tasting thing and like we had like this stuff and like people were supposed to taste and see if they could taste the difference and of course no one could it was so funny to see them try <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I was too. They don't know the difference between the tastes of different things, and it's like, oh, this no, one is ten dollars, this one is fifty dollars, and they taste exactly the same. Did you like it? Yeah. So who cares? I don't know. Oh. I just want everyone to be happy as themselves. Uh, exactly. That, that's it. That's what, that's, what you, that's what you That's what you hope that people would do. And but hey, you know, people are crazy these days. It's um. It's a messed up world out there, as as we all know. So it's hard to to keep track of everybody. <laughs> it's a mad, mad world, indeed. Focusing on this, like, how have you yes. been? Like, how do you decide? Like, of all the things to do, I want to do bump. Can you hear me? I was hearing a lot of beeping over there. What was happening? Oh, <laughs> I, was, I, was I think me. she's trying to contact so the aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I literally just had a miniature freak out here at the booth. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I'm like, oh, is this, is this I am a robot. <laughs>
no, like how did you decide to do to do bum line? Like that, what made you want to do that? Uh, it's it's a very good question. I don't know what really gravitated me me to it and I don't know why I kind of grabbed onto it it was like from the first time I you know I tried uh bum wine and you know you know technically bum wine you know which was the the night train uh express it was just something with the the taste of it and the rush that I got from drinking it it was like it really amped you up and you had a good time you know drinking it and getting drunk now the next day you're gonna feel like shit and you're going to hate yourself for it. <laughs> but during that that evening while you're drinking it, you're going to have a great time. And it was kind of like after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to you know, take the ball and run with it and, and see what I can do and just go down all this this cheap stuff. And and people will say, why do you drink all this? And I say, you know, it's actually, you know, not bad half the time. I mean, it's not great other times, too, but. <laughs> But it will get you drunk. You'll have fun, and have a great time with it. I love it. I love your description. It's like when you drink it, it's great. But the next day, it's shit. It's like bum wine is the one night stand of alcohol. Yeah, pretty much. That's a great way to <laughs> to put it. You know, it's like something <laughs> that you, you you take it and you drink it, and you know it's not a good idea at the time to to mm-hmm. do it. But once you mm-hmm. start drinking it and have a few, a little bit more, you start feeling good. Uh, then you have a little bit more after that, and you might not remember everything that you did that night. And the next day you'll hate it. And it, it's like I said, it's the same thing like having the bad one night stand where you wake up and you're like, why I did I it. do this? And it's something you, a lot of people are ashamed of saying that they enjoy too. I love guilty pleasures. I mean, honestly, I feel like Donald Trump is the guilty pleasure president for a lot of America. Because it's the sort of thing that they like, like, secretly enjoy and, like, don't really tell anybody. But, like, they're very passionate about this thing. And, like, it's obviously, for a lot of people, fucking terrible and awful. Uh, but, like, yeah, but as long as, but you, like I said, but you try to have as much fun with it. Uh, as He's a bad can. example. I know, and I know <laughs> I was looking. I, I know. I mean, I was looking on. You know, I know on your Twitter and everything, you do a lot of you know the the political stuff in that. And I try not to oh, dive, dive into that gotcha, gotcha. Uh, on on here too much. But I did watch you know on some of your videos and stuff that you have out there, and and you do do a great job. I'll give you a lot of credit on <laughs> on uh, the the Trump stuff, and uh, and even. <laughs> The, the some of the other stuff you did too so I mean you do a great job of working it all together to try to get some enjoyment uh, out of the situation at least no and I think it's nice because that's kind of what you do too with alcohol you know it's like look you're alive just drink some do it again tomorrow you know exactly. yeah, exactly. that's, that's pretty much uh the, the way we do it here and try to <laughs> try to make the best of the, uh, the the situation and the and the cards were dealt in the process. Totally. <laughs> and I think like one of the things I love about alcohol is the social aspect of it because I wonder how much of it is naturally like an effect of you know what alcohol is as a substance and how much of it is like 
contrived societally. Um, but I love, like, I mean, drinking with your buds is fucking great. You know, you're just, like, shooting the shit. Yeah, pretty much. It's like the thing you like. You just sit around and you drink and and talk and you know just have fun. And it's just that, you know, once the beers start flowing or the wine starts flowing within you, and you just see how you evolve as a person throughout the whole process. And it's it's a pretty amazing thing to see, you know, the difference in personalities that you know one person can have. And and that's the same thing with me personally. I mean, I can flip that switch from, you know, being sober to, to drunk, and it's like a totally different person, which is luckily, luckily, it is usually a, a fun person to be around uh, uh-huh. in, in the process, but it's just crazy how it all, you know, goes through. Have you ever done a podcast, like, just like Blackout Drunk? Uh, I, we, I did do one uh, a while back. Uh, when we first started, when I first started doing this, I was at my friend's house, and uh, we were just hanging out, like the same thing. We were just having some drinks, and we were—I think we were just playing video games and stuff, just hanging out. And you know, after you know, we were like a thirty-pack in between, you know, the three or four of us <laughs> that were there, and I think we already had somebody go out and run out and get more beers. Wow. We were like, you know what? Let's let's do a podcast tonight. And we're like, yeah, sure, why not? So we went through there and, you know, did it all up there. And it was one of those ones where it was like, yeah, just, it was, it was fun. It was, it was different. And, and that's what a lot of people always tell me to do. They're like, you know, you should do your podcast, you know, and you're like, like totally, totally wasted. <laughs> and I'm like, well, hey, you never know. It can happen. Uh, I always feel weird when I do stand up kind of junk. Uh, actually, I don't know. It's, the thing I love about stand-up is, I love how every show is different based on, like, who the audience is and what sort of experience you guys create together. Because, I mean, to a certain extent, when you're a, a good enough stand-up, you can kind of, like, create in an environment. Um, but regardless of what environment you create, it's always affected by who's there. And, I don't know. I mean, I there's certain drunk people where it's just like, oh, shut the fuck up, please. And it doesn't matter, like, how funny your retorts are and, like, shutting them down because they're drunk, you know? Right, they right. They fucking yeah. doesn't trust us in their fucking little drunk little brain. Um, but then other people are just super, super fucking brave, you know? They're there with their friends and they'll be like, uh... It's like they're celebrating, like, they're a, a divorce or something. Like, I've had that a couple of times. Um, <laughs> that's one of the happiest parties I've ever seen, like, party of people. Uh, these, like, middle-aged women, one of them, like, just got divorced. And uh, they were all so drunk. <laughs> and they were all so happy. And they kept <laughs> shitting on the guy. <laughs> They're just like, uh, I was like, no, you're somebody, you're divorced, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, all of them just, like, started, like, ripping on this guy. And, like, they honestly were happier than, like, bachelorette parties that I've seen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like I said, for you, uh, if you, you have to feed off, you know, the crowd and what they're doing and how they're reacting to totally 
your jokes and, and what you're saying there. And and if and if you want to see some some really bad uh, stand up, uh, there is a video of me doing uh, stand up ah, from, uh, from <clears throat> this past summer up, that I that I got talked into doing for my friend's birthday, and, it, and it's it's really the uh, it's funny in a terrible kind of way, and it is out there uh, uh, on, on <laughs> like YouTube. If you, if, you, if you just search for, if you just search for Bum Wine Bob, uh, a comedy, uh, you'll find it out there. And it was a similar thing too. Hey. Where I had a, I had a forty. I had just just about finished drinking a, a forty of Colt Forty Five uh, prior to doing it. So it was one of those things where you needed that extra edge to. To, to do uh-huh. it out there. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. I would love to see this in a... I don't feel bad. Most people suck their first time. Uh, my first time was great. And, like, was really great. And, like, my next few times were also really great. But then it got to the point where, like, I was scared to bomb. And, like, that scared me. And, like, it, like, affected, like... I wasn't enjoying stand-up because I'm like, oh, my God, what if I bombed? What is that? And it, like, scared me so much. And I finally bombed. I don't know, like, I don't know, like, five times into it, I, like, bombed. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm really like, really bad. I mean, because you, you get worried and you can get worried so much about, you know, what the reaction is going to be to everything that even though you might have some good material, this is you're just so focused in your mind that, you know, this is going to suck so bad and they're going to, hate it that then it just screws up your whole demeanor and everything and things might not play off the way you think they might and then next thing you know yeah. it's just a terrible You're not yourself. experience yeah totally and like I was really happy that I got that bomb out of the way and I bombed many times since then and like it just like hey you get over it it's not a big deal it's honestly yeah. like it's kind of, you get over it. And you, I mean, you get to a certain point where, like, it's like when you bomb, it's like, well, you have to decipher which of it was you and which of it was the situation you were in. Right. And it gets to yeah. that point where, like, you can't be a sort of comic that always blames it on the situation. Because, like, I mean, certain comics, like, can literally make every show great, you know, just because of who they are. And it's like, so, I mean, obviously there's different levels of like how great show it can be, but like certain comics, like every show is great and just some are more, are just greater than others. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you bomb, figure out what you did, figure out how to not do it again, or like figure out how to like work around the sort of like, um, obstacles that you have never encountered before that was the first time you've dealt with them. How do you deal with them next time? And you kind of like have that in your head. So, I mean, it's just a, it's just a learning experience. Uh, I'm sorry you bombed. That really stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, like I said, as long as you, you have fun, it, as long as you have fun doing it, and that that's really yeah, all that totally. that matters in, in in the grand scheme of things in life, you know. It's like you said, as we try to put a positive spin on <laughs> on everything uh, that we're doing. I love it. Your bum uh, wine glass is half full. I love exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to put a little put a little positivity into into this world out there. So so what's what's next for you? I mean, you know, the comedy. I know you're doing all sorts of other things too out there. I know mm-hmm. you're 
comedian, actress, writer, producer, director. I mean, uh, what's what's yeah. next for you, or what do you want to get out of uh, doing all this? Um, I love creating shit. I love performing. I love stand up. It's probably my favorite thing ever. I love it. I mean, I was just I had a show yesterday, and like, ah, it just hearing people laugh makes me happier than anything else in the entire world. It really does. And I sound really goofy and like stupid and hokey saying it. But like literally it the it makes me so happy. And to be able to do that makes me so happy and proud. Um so stand up definitely just so honing, getting better, you know, be able to connect the audience more. Uh, so I have a bunch of shows people come out to. I always post them on my Twitter. I'm obsessed with Twitter. I fucking love Twitter so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you can tell, we met through Twitter. So good thing. Right, exactly. That's that's the name of the game these days. <laughs> just throwing throwing your and that's what I do all the time too. You just throw your shit out there, see what sticks, see what people click on and, and, and look at and then enjoy and then like I said, if they check it out and they like it, then they follow you and they become a fan yeah. and that's a win. It is a win. And you have a great following. So, like, you have been doing it well. So, congratulations. Uh, so, definitely come to stand shows. Um, I'm going to start doing a lot of videos. Uh, coming up in, like, probably mid to late May. Uh, it's a lot of, like, online stuff. And I'm producing a couple of live shows um, upcoming here. They're going to be really fucking cool. I talk about them too much, um, but they're really fucking cool. So, definitely keep an eye out for those yeah no that's good yeah i mean i know you're in the <clears throat> in new york city and i'll i'll say i'll keep tabs and maybe maybe one of these days i can uh so i'm not not that far away maybe i can get out there and uh totally. and ch- oh, check Bobby, it out I'd love and to see, see, it see, see it see it in person <laughs> that would be so great i'd love to see you at a show I, well one of the shows i'm doing is like a poker themed comedy show and i thought this was really fucking sexy ass restaurant so like i mean stuff's like in the works so like it's a very cool show but it's awesome so i would like definitely keep in touch about it you should definitely come uh, out i love keep... you're so close it's like he's in florida <laughs> or whatever so like you're in jersey that's awesome yeah you just gotta make sure make sure they have the uh the bottom shelf uh alcohol out there if i end up showing up i want to make sure i can uh or, or or if I can bring my own, or if I can bring my own, that's even better. <laughs> Listen, if you can smuggle it in, my my lips are sealed. Hey, I might even put you up on the lineup. You just stand up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there you go. See. <laughs> yeah, so keep tabs on that. So yeah. So we'll wrap things up with you here. You know. Uh, so anything else uh, you want to throw out there? If you got some plugs, you want to promote anything you have going on? Here's your. The floor uh, is yours. Like Twitter. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I really like um, yeah, definitely my Twitter at Terfleza at T E R F L E A Z A. Um my website, TeresaSheffield dot com. Um that's it. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Oh, thank, I like thank you. Familiar. Thank you. Yes, thank you for coming we'll have on to be here. In we'll, sometime. Yes, we'll we'll keep tabs on everything you're up to. We'll see if I can uh get out there for for one of the shows and we'll have to do this again sometime i appreciate you taking the time out of your your busy schedule to to be on the podcast it's more than my pleasure you know i always like i am glad that i got to talk to you normally i don't really pay attention to bums when they come on the subway but uh you're a bum i love 
So oh, thank this you, thank is you. my pleasure. I, I appreciate I appreciate <laughs> that you, you give me that that time of day with it. Thanks for having me, man. All right, thank you. Take care. Stay out of trouble. Drink some more wine. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. All right, cheers. All right, there you have it. There's uh, Teresa Sheffield. Be sure to check her out there in your travels if you're in the the New York City area. Check out one of her shows. Uh, keep tabs on her on on Twitter, YouTube, all over the place uh, out there, and and we'll see what we can get going uh, in the future out there. Like I said about trying to you know smuggle in some some booze into one of the shows, you know, uh, for the month of May. You know, don't think you're gonna get out uh, easily here. The uh, the bum wine Bob koozies are on sale. They are 10% off in the month of May. Uh, I know we're cutting it a little close now with Mother's Day being less than a week away. But uh, they do make great uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day gifts. But if you do place your order, uh, we could say by maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, and if I can get them shipped out in time, you might have them by Sunday uh, for Mother's Day. But even if not, you can always give them uh, to mom as a belated mother's day gift. And they also make great father's day gifts. And you know, that's, that's in June. So you have a month or so to, to plan that. So, you know, give dad what he really wants this year. Don't give him another tie, another, you know, polo shirt or, you know, a new golf club or, or some crap like that. <clears throat> give him a, Bumwine Bob insulated can and 40 ounce bottle koozie. I mean, that's the the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, something Dad can use year round. And you know, these are also, as I say many times, perfect for your spring and summer barbecues out there. You know, all summer long, you can sit out there on the deck. You know, as we said, you know, smoking a cigar, having a drink, making sure that your cans and bottles are are keeping cool with a bumwinebob.com brown bag koozie so head to shop.bumwinebob.com to uh, to check those out uh be sure to uh you know we still have the deal as well from our friends at what a maneuver if you order a t-shirt from them i will send you your very own <clears throat> uh color koozie uh insulated can koozie just tell me what color uh you want and um, we will get that sent out to you after. It won't be the same thing, you know, as the, the brown bag koozies. But, you know, we have some other things in the works as well. Like I've said many times, <clears throat> thinking about coming up with a, you know, maybe a Bum Wine Bob uh, brown box special. Maybe some other goodies in the future. And, uh, and we will see. So, you know, keep out there. Uh, keep on checking out everything. Head to the website, bumwinebob.com, at bumwinebob on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, send me a message with anything you got there, and uh, we will see you guys next week. So until next time, keep those drinks flowing, and cheers. Cheers.